Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Affirmation Addict Podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about a couple of life changes I'm making based on a lot of traveling we did, and I'm so excited to share that with you because I feel like I didn't get an opportunity to check in with myself recently, and so I'm excited to share just some new things I discovered in hopes that it helps you too. You're listening to the Affirmation Attic Podcast with Pyle Agarwal. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so, so much for being here, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and tuning in. So this episode is all about basically intuitively guided higher self life changes that I have started to make um, because I think I was a little bit out of touch with myself over the past few months, maybe last year, I think 2020 was obviously just a year for all of us. So through the month of March, I was traveling, Tom and I actually were traveling a ton. And at first I was a little nervous because I was going to be out of my rituals. And I realized it was such a great time for me to self-reflect and remember the things that really mattered to me. And so I remembered that I was so excited to just do different things. And I learned different things from different people we came across and it felt really resonant with me. It was like I was watching myself through a mirror when we were traveling and I got re-inspired. And so I wanted to share with you three ways I'm just reconnecting with my higher self on a daily basis. And so this is really an episode that is just things that I came up with that I felt intuitively called for. And I wanted to share them with you in case it inspires you, in case it motivates you and you've been pushing something off. So I just wanted to share because seeing other people, seeing how they live their life really helped me. And so I hope I can share my new rituals with you and I hope that helps you as well. And so we were in Hawaii and Hawaii is such a beautiful place. Obviously, they have so many fresh fruits and everything, and I loved how vegan-friendly they were, and I've experimented with veganism. I've always been a vegetarian, and so one thing that this trip um, and going to Hawaii and everywhere really reconnected me with was intuitive eating. I know I've talked about intuitive eating a lot, but intuitive eating is basically eating what you feel called to without worrying about, oh, does this have too many carbs? Does this have this? Really eating what you're called to. And instead of labeling your food, allowing the food to energetically speak to you. It's a really beautiful way to one, connect with your higher self. It's a super safe way to practice using your intuition actually. And so that's why I wanted to just reconnect in intuitive eating, especially when traveling. You're eating out a lot more. You have a lot of different options. So I was really trying to tune in. And so some of my biggest takeaways that I'm implementing back at home are actually one is bringing in more juice into my life. Um, So it's so specific. So I hope this is helpful for you, but I just wish someone told me this stuff. So I hope it's helpful for you. So one is bringing in more juice into my life. I used to think juicing is such a fad or not enough nutrients. And 
Honestly, I avoided it because of just different things the media portrayed, but I was drinking it in Hawaii and I noticed I was always craving juice. Like it just satiated my thirst in a way nothing else could. And I was like, why do I like give juice such a bad name? I'm not necessarily promoting like juice cleanses or juice fasting. I just wanted juice, like so simple, but it's sometimes such a triggering concept because there's so much around juicing. And essentially I waited actually two months. We've probably come back like a month ago or two months ago now. And I waited a few months and I ended up buying a juicer. So I juiced last Friday and it just felt so connected. It felt so real. It felt like exactly what I needed. And it really helps me throughout my week as we're working from home and meal planning and cooking. Juice really helps me just get a large dose of fruit and vegetable into my body because I struggle with that. And so it felt so intuitively called. It's such a small thing when you look at it, like it's just juice. But I was like, well, do I want to buy it or do I want to make my own? Is it too much time? And so that's what I was battling with. But I finally made the decision. Let me try it. I have a 30 day warranty on the juicer. So if it doesn't feel like I'm using it, I can always return it, right? Like there's no harm in trying it. And I noticed I'm normally so like easy going about that type of stuff. But for some reason I was really holding back with this dang juicer. So I just went for it. And so far we've been loving it. Um, and it's just really fun to experiment with different recipes and just, I, it makes me really appreciate like the abundance of fruits and vegetables. So that's my rant about juicing and one of the intuitive eating things that I have been very, very drawn to. I really hope this is helpful for you guys um, in order to just connect with what your higher self is asking you for. So my body and my higher self was like, just go get a freaking juicer and that's okay. And whatever that might be for you, whether it's in the realm of food or in the realm of something totally different, I just invite you to take a second and listen and act on what your higher self is saying rather than talking yourself out of it. So along the lines of intuitive eating, a couple more things that I've been implementing is um, one thing that really helped me that kind of made my life easier and made me feel more connected to my higher self. I really struggle with having like healthy meals that feel good to me, that taste good to me, that I'm excited to eat throughout the week. During the weekend when I have like time to cook, it's great. But during the week, I'm tend to work a lot more and I'm not, I get overwhelmed if I don't know what I'm eating the next day or I'm eating that day. And my mood always changes. So meal planning ahead of time has consistently failed for us. So what I did, instead of trying to like buy food and prep it ahead of time, I made like a little notes on my phone and this will change. So I wrote down like for this month or for right now, different types of food options that feel good to me. And instead of making it super complex, it can be something as simple as like, I don't know, broccoli and hummus, like just different options. So I don't have to think, but I can just look at this notes in my phone and get inspiration for food. And it really helped me the past few weeks, just like, oh, don't know what to eat. Tom and I are hungry. Let me just cook this up without thinking. It really helped me out. So that was something that really helped us out because both of us are working and I don't like eating out all the time. I love eating from home and we love cooking, but I don't have, I still haven't figured out the best way to like creatively cook and have fun with it in a time efficient way in the middle of my workday. I'm, if I like go to cook or go 
to bake, like I can spend the whole day doing it. So I avoid it so I can stay productive. So I'm still figuring that balance out. So, so far, this has really, really helped me um, find a really clean balance with myself. And so that's kind of number one is really reconnecting back with intuitive eating. Number two, really along the lines of productivity is time blocking myself. So this kind of came from the fact that I sometimes felt like my days were all over the place or my days felt like they were just flying by and I didn't get to do my rituals or I didn't get to say affirmations for 30 seconds. And those types of little things that mean a lot to me, I, instead of just remembering them in my head, I actually started putting them down in my calendar and blocking it out and writing down, I'm going to make matcha at eight in the morning. It takes five minutes, but just writing it down, I think makes it feel a little more real. And it made me feel like I actually had the time and space to do it because sometimes those morning rituals and the things that really we indulge in, they don't always feel quote unquote important enough. And so doing this made me really feel like they were important enough to be written down and they became a priority. And I don't think I'll be time blocking this forever, but I think it's a really good way for me to re-get back in to the habit of doing things that I really like um, and doing it into doing it in a way that is fulfilling and it feels approachable. Because sometimes our morning rituals can feel overwhelming or super far out of reach. And so this was something that really helped me. And not only from a morning ritual perspective, but even tasks. And if you tend to push off tasks, if you tend to procrastinate, I highly recommend time blocking. Um, it's something to get used to, but giving yourself 30 minutes or an hour or two hours for one task and only focusing on that. And to be super frank with you, I still get distracted. No matter how much time blocking I do, I still get distracted. However, it's really good because it can keep me on track. Once I notice, oh my gosh, I'm not even doing what's on my time block, it allows me to refocus. So it's kind of building that habit of being more conscious while you're working rather than letting you, your work take over you, you're kind of taking more control over your work or different tasks and different to-do lists that you might have. If you don't know what time blocking is, it's essentially you on a calendar or on a piece of paper blocking out like I like doing it like hour by hour, blocking out like what's what you're going to dedicate your task to. So say eight to nine, I have a meeting with my team, then nine to nine 30, I'm going to do emails. And then nine 30 to 10, I'm going to respond to DMS. And then 10 to 11, I will do create content. And then 11 to 12 is my lunch break or something. So scheduling out little time blocks in your work, but also for your rituals and different things that really matter to you, whether it's creative time or whether it's making lunch or spending time with your family, whatever's super important for you, give yourself permission to write it down and dedicate and intentionally set aside time for that. I think it's a really good way to take control over your day, especially as we're navigating through a new phase of working from home, not working from home and all of that. So that's my second life change that is really fueled by listening to my intuition. And the third one, which is a really interesting one, is blocking out the noise. And what I mean by this is something I noticed that there, I've noticed that there's a really big tendency to always have something going on. And 
if we don't have something going on, something's wrong or it's just boring, kind of like the act and the beauty and the art of doing nothing, that's kind of what I'm trying to call in more. And I think there's so much noise, whether it's music, whether it's TV, whether it's the radio, whether it's having something in your headphones, like I feel like there's always something going on where it's never just me doing one task. I never used to eat dinner without doing anything. I would always eat dinner watching TV or talking to Tom. But have you just like sat and ate dinner in total silence? It is magical. I I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds really boring, but it is such a beautiful way to reconnect with your food or going on a walk with no headphones, no music, no phone, totally unplugged and just seeing what's around you. And one thing that I noticed is there's always so much noise going on that I'm never not doing anything. So I'm starting to channel and bring in more of just doing one thing at a time. Multitasking is so normal in our society and it's beautiful. I multitask all the time. However, physically our brain can technically only do one task at a time, like second by second, millisecond by millisecond. Our brain can transition really fast one millisecond to another, but super intentionally and the capacity of our brain is not to multitask. And I know it's really crazy because you're like, well, we all multitask. And yeah, we do. However, I'm trying to do less things when it's like my creative time or when it's something for myself. Like if I'm making my morning matcha, I just do that. I don't put on music. I don't put on anything because I want to just be in that moment. Or when I'm going on a walk, I just go on a walk with no headphones. And yeah, maybe it is a little boring, but boredom isn't a bad thing. And so letting myself be bored, letting myself block out the noise, because the noise I think takes over my higher self. It takes over me and my creativity and I kind of lose my sense of self. And so what I've noticed is when I do block out the noise, I am reconnecting to me, my thoughts, myself. I get new ideas all the time when I do this. And it's such a cool way to do it. And it's so easy. It's like a way of unplugging and you don't have to do it for a long time. You can do it for five minutes even. Like try sitting, doing nothing for five minutes. Your brain is going to go crazy and try to pick up your phone or turn on the TV or move around. And that's fine. Let it have fun with it. Play a game and see how long you can do nothing for and see what comes up out of it. Something different. And so Those are kind of my three life shifts that have come about since traveling that have really reconnected me to my higher self. I wanted to share this with you because if you're feeling a little disconnected or a little lost, doing any of these things is a really great way to reconnect with yourself and re-find yourself and find different ways to get inspired. So I hope this episode was resonant with you. I hope it can help you bring new energy into your space. And I really, really hope this is helpful. So I'd love to hear your takeaways. And thank you so much for being here with me, making it to the end. I'm so grateful for you. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. So how did you like today's episode? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And before you leave, I wanted to just say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me. If this episode or any of my content has ever inspired you, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review in the iTunes podcast app and just share this with someone you care about. The more you guys leave reviews and share this with people, the more I am able to create more content for you and that's what fuels me and keeps me going. 
I am so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and lots of healing energy. Bye.